Hello, this is episode number 63 with author and speaker Emily Gower on her book, Born Great, How to Find Your Purpose. Welcome to the Herpreneur Show, where we talk women, business, life. I am your host, Annette Lakovich. I'm an entrepreneur, businesswoman, mum, and I'm a fitness fanatic who loves to dance. What I also love to do is help you reach your fullest potential in business, health, and happiness. Join me as I bring you life-changing interviews, world-class education that helps you continue to up-level your next level of greatness. It's your time to shine. Let's do it. Just got back from a beautiful family holiday escape and we did it different this time. We decided to go away with two other families and they were actually from Braxton's school, like two little friends that he has at school and we made friends with their families. And I tell you what, I was a bit worried a couple of days beforehand because I thought, gosh, what have we done? We don't even know the families out well. We've had like a barbecue with them and here we are going to be living in a house with each other for six days. <laughs> But I tell you what, it turned out so, so good. Like seriously, it could have turned another way, right? (laughs) We could have all ended up hating each other. But Braxton being an only child, it was just so great because he was distracted playing with the kids and the parents, the adults. You know, we got to connect. We did winery tours and it was just so good for the soul. And it just goes back to the question that Peter and I ask ourselves, you know, all the time, which is when's the last thing that we did something for the first time? And continually having these new experiences in your life and stretching yourself and experiencing something new, it's just so good for the soul. And that actually, you know, is what today is about. It's helping find your soul's purpose with your career. Before I tell you more about Emily, I just want to do a big shout out to our very first review back for season three, Kelly Morgan. Thank you so much. She's written, yay, she's back. Longtime follower from Briz Vegas. Thank you so much, Annette. Love listening to you in my van in between classes and deliveries. Please come to Brisbane soon. I have family in Perth as well. Hillary's too. Well, there you go. Thank you so much, Kelly. I know that you've actually given us two comments now, so that means so much to me. Just taking that time to make a comment. You know, it's me and that microphone by myself. So it's just so good to know that you guys are listening on the other side. So if you do have a minute, please just make a comment on iTunes. You can go straight to the blog post of the interview of the day. Love to know your feedback. And hey, share the show. If you know that's going to help some other woman lift her game in business, in life, make her the happiest version of herself, go and do it. Now, I don't know if you've heard it, but I'm doing Q&A Monday now, which means I'm going to answer any of your questions that you have about business to be able to help you really step up and up your game. So I really, really love doing it because it's nice and quick bite-sized chunks. It's just going to start your week. That's why I put it in on Mondays just to get you revved up, get you totally focused. So if you have a question for me, please either email at hello at annettelakovich.com or you can personally reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook. Instagram, we have the Herpreneur podcast show actually on Instagram or on Facebook, Annette Lakovich Official. So you can find me on any of those handles, shoot me a private message, email me, ask me your question, and I'm going to answer it on Q&A Mondays. Today's show is sponsored by Convert Club, which is mine and my husband's beautiful premier sales training and sales support, especially for business owners and entrepreneurs, helping them be able to learn how to convert more sales through verbal communication, either by emails, face-to-face or voice-to-voice. We actually say it's the magic behind business growth because the stuff that we see is truly magical and it happens within you know just a couple of weeks. So if you're actually knowing somebody that actually needs some help with their sales, please get them to reach out to us. So a little bit more about Emily Gower. She's an inspirational writer, author, and speaker. Emily has actually been the winner in 2012 and 2014 of Ant Hill 30 Under 30 Young Entrepreneurs Award. She has graced the stage with the incredible Dr. D. Martini in Melbourne, Australia. She has published 11 books from self-help, entrepreneurialism, and writing. Emily has touched and moved thousands of people globally as she shares how to reach more using her purpose-finding tools, her inspirational formula, and she gives us a glimpse of that today. Enjoy the interview. So, Emily, it's so great to have you on the show today. Where are you? Thank you. From in Australia. Where are you? 
<laughs> well, originally born in Melbourne. Some people judge that. Oh, <laughs> Currently no living in Brisbane. Oh, you're in Brizzy? Yeah, Brisbane-based. Oh, love moment. that. Uh, near Bris Vegas at all, like where all the, the strips are? Or are you sort of further out? I'm um, about five minutes from the city. So Newstead, kind of like that inner, it's literally like new. It's like a new suburb. It's like yeah. full of apartment buildings and puppy dogs and Beautiful. corporate people. It's great. Yeah. And are you an apartment yourself or are you? Yeah, in yeah, yeah, I am actually. I quite, I quite like that. Um, you know, I like the hotel style living. So like it, yeah. not a lot of stuff, just yeah. the things I need. So. Yeah. I was in a hotel. I was in a hotel. I was in a <laughs> Uh, apartment up until we had our little man. So yeah, of course, you need to expand for we're that. More like, we're like, okay, we need to <laughs> get <laughs> room. room for him to be able to run around. But even when we go on holidays sometimes to Hamilton Island or we were like get an apartment, and I just love it because it's easy just to keep quite clean and tidy as well. Like the more I know, just, it's like really yeah. easy to mess up, but really, really quick. It's like, oh, no, someone's coming over. Five minutes later, it's yeah, tidy it's like done. no one lived in it. It's amazing. <laughs> I love it. I, that really suits me because I've just, you know, I prefer to be working and doing other things yeah. and cleaning up. So, But I have to say, I, I moved in early this year. I only just bought a couch. That's how much I work. <laughs> and I just didn't have a couch. I was either with my partner or I was out or whatever. Yeah. I bought a couch. I'm so proud of myself. So I was like, I love this. City, were you just like seen like hanging on the ground? To, to watch TV or a chair? Well, like I, a admit, I, don't, I don't actually, I don't own a TV. Oh, there you go. So I didn't really have, I guess I didn't really have a need for it. I had a meditation cushion yeah. and uh, my bed and I was out a lot during the day. Well, until kind yeah. of like COVID did, right? I was out during the day. Well, she's on a computer, lady. She's on a computer. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a writer. I'm kind of like attached all? to it. Not at the hip, but at the fingertips. I'm yeah. pretty attached to my computer. So. I love that. So um, let's, let's look at your story because you... You know, someone to look at you today um, would not probably realise on the outside where you've come from, right? People from now, they see you as a speaker. You shared the stage with Dr. D. Martini. Um, you're an author of 11 books. Yeah. But what was the journey to get there? What was the something that happened to you? Because I know you've got a bit of a story back when you were 19. Can we go back all the yeah. way to there and really yeah. talk about that growth? Yeah, absolutely. Like I love sharing this part of my story because I guess me goosebumps even saying that because it's such an example of how drastically you can transform your life once you make a commitment to do that. Because mm. I know that we all go through stuff. Like we will have some kind of struggle or rock bottom moment. Yeah. It looks different for everybody. And it happens at a different point in life. And mine just happened to be around age 19. And the way I describe it most, most often is like I fell through the cracks between school and life. So it's like after school ended and I went to university and then my head and my heart just went in two different directions. My head's going, get a degree, get a job. Even some of my family were like, you should finish your degree. Uh, but seriously, a Bachelor of Arts is the degree you do if you don't know what you want to do. <laughs> so I wasn't quite sure. Like I had the grades to be, a, I could have been a doctor or a lawyer today, which would have been a tragic misfortune, I think, for the world and me. Um <laughs> I could have done that, but my heart, I didn't want to be there. And so after that, I mean, I started already been studying post-personal development, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I was missing that core thread of like my purpose mm -hmm. that I could, because I believe like your purpose is what you build your life around. Yeah. Like everything, relationships that you have, your mm -hmm. social life, your habits, your health. I think everything in an ideal scenario would be like built around that because that's where you have the most fulfillment. So I was so struggling with self-worth at age 19 because I didn't really fit in in school. I um, was really smart but just kind of didn't relate to a lot of the kids. And so I had like this emotional turmoil. And so I came out of school with quite a low self-worth. And that um, moment I kind of hit rock bottom around age 19, not knowing what I wanted to do, didn't have a job. And then I had that kind of breaking point where like all my kind of self-worth challenges were just piled on top of me, I think. Gosh. And and I was so depressed. I mean, I, I literally thought, I'm done. I don't want to do this. I'm out. Life has nothing to offer me. And then I realized deep down inside, I didn't actually believe that was true. Like, I was so new suicidal. And it was like that moment of truth of realizing, I had to admit to myself, I don't really believe that that's true. Like, all of that stuff that I've been thinking yeah. is actually a lie. And the truth is that I, I believe that every human being has potential inside them. And I believe I had it inside me. And it's like finally I just let the past rest where it needed to. Mm -hmm. And I made a commitment. I was like, I'm going to do whatever it takes 
to chase that vision of being a speaker, right? And, and so did you, like, was it something that you listened to? Did you write? Like, what was it that suddenly just went, this is not true, this is my life? Yeah. Was it something that you heard or was it someone that you saw or? Well, I'd done a lot of, I, I was very blessed. Like, I discovered a personal development when I was 17. And so I'd done NLP and I'd done some courses. So I think it was already in my consciousness. Yeah. Um, by the time I hit rock bottom. Mm-hmm. But but it was like mm-hmm. I, I got home one night and I laid on a mattress on my lounge room floor and that was my rock bottom moment. And I love the notion like that when you're depressed, it's deep rest. And I, I Oh, love that. I love that. Ah, I haven't so heard that before. Found. I got, I've got goosebumps. The first yeah. time I heard it, I thought, yeah. and, I, and I thought oh, about my own experience so when I was younger. Dis-ease. Like disease, yes. it's dis-ease. So what was that one again? What did you call it? Deep Deep rest. rest. Oh, yes, that's great. So, so I felt like that moment where I was laying on the laying on this mattress on the floor and I'm thinking, yeah. I'm done, I'm out, I just let go. And I had this moment of deep rest and it was in that moment that I got really honest with myself. I was like, actually see a vision in my mind of myself traveling the world and writing and speaking. I'm not like that's too inspiring to at least not give it a go. <laughs> and so that was the, that was a deciding moment. But it was a long night, but it was just a moment of pure just let go of everything, mm-hmm. start from scratch, wipe everything aside and and ask myself what I really believe. And then that was the turning point, really. I think it was like I made a decision and then the whole universe started conspiring to help me with that. And I've been doing that for 13 years. So So what was the first step that you did career-wise then? Because at this stage now you've got your NLP. um, Like what was the first step that you went, right, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to, did you go coaching? Did you go into a book? Sure. So I actually ended up in very soon after that in the breakthrough experience with Dean Martini, who we know has been, he's been a mentor of mine since I was 19 years old mm-hmm. and I ended up in Breakthrough. And Breakthrough Experience, in, it was middle of 2007, was the first time that I really felt like I was worthy of love. And I just knew, I was like, I need to do all of John's courses. And a friend who had paid for me to go, because I'm talking I had like $2.17 yeah. and yeah. I was like living with family and a friend was paying my bills. I was really down. Mm-hmm. Like I was rock bottom. Yeah. And so he paid for me to go and he actually, I dragged him to the course with me. He came to the course, which ended up being a big blessing for him too. And that was the, that was the moment that I found, I don't know, I was like, I found myself and I found my vision and I found my will to live. And after that, I, I actually got a job because all I knew at that point was I want to do John's courses. Mm-hmm. So I still didn't have a clear sense that I wanted to be a writer or I sort of re- in the process of reconnecting with that. Yeah. So I actually got a job because I wanted to pay for his courses. I got a job selling books, if you can believe that. <laughs> so <laughs> I was working in retail Yeah. and um, to pay off this loan. And little like, did you know that you were going to be writing 11 of them at that time. Oh, God. I mean <laughs> – I kind of knew I loved to write, but I, I sort of disconnected with that for a long time. And um, and it was, well, it was a couple of months later, so I was just focused on doing his courses. That was it. It was like mm-hmm. I just knew that I needed to be there. Mm-hmm. And so I was working in this part-time job earning like, I don't know, $14 an hour or something. And um, and my friend who had paid for the course, get this, because I didn't have any finances at the time, he went and got a better job that paid more so that he could take out a loan for both of us to do all of John's courses. And without a contract, he just allowed me to, he just paid for it and it let me pay it out over like five years. Now that is a What a thing to do for someone. You're still good mates now. Like you guys got so much. We we kind of drifted in the end, um, but we were very close friends for, we did NLP together. And so we already knew each other by the time I discovered John's work. And so it was really Profound. So I did John's work, and as a, one day, I, I mean, I'd been connected with an entrepreneur community um, because of NLP. And then one of my contacts, who's now passed away, rest in peace, he's a beautiful man. He rang me one day while I was at work, and he said, um, "You you like to write?" I was like, "Yeah, I do." And he said, "Do you know you can get paid to do that?" And I just remember. It's like the world opened up. I was like, yeah. are you serious? Like nobody ever told me that. And that was the moment I realized I could work for myself. I could have a future doing something I loved. And that was it. I was sold. And then he hired me to write an article. 
And then my whole business as a professional writer started, and that's what's been unfolding over the last 13 years. I mean, I don't deliver writing services for people anymore, but it got me my start, and it's how I ended up I ended up editing a bestseller for Dean Martini, like yeah. the next year. Like wow. this was so fast. How's that on the bio, girls? Like that's just incredible. It's just, <laughs> yeah. you know, to have that. What was the first book that you actually wrote? Good question. Um, the unpublished one, I was age six. <laughs> I was like, I used to write little books when I was little. Um, oh, gosh. Just te- I'm just teasing. I was I was very creative as a kid, though. But um, the first book that came out was an interview series. So I got approached by a publisher in um, Auckland. Uh, yes. I think I remember and, it. Yeah. Put, um, so I put Transformational Leaders together. That was my first book. And it was an interview series with people like Don Tolman and some other influential individuals. It was a great book, actually. What made you do that? Was that a positioning thing, like to position yourself? Because we, we, we know now, like if you position yourself with the, with the leaders, you know, you'll get recognised yeah. more, right? <clears throat> was that a positioning thing that you did? Was it because you actually had the contacts? Like what was it that made you do that book? Um, I think it, it felt right. Like I've made a lot of decisions in my business over the years that, and, and in my career because they felt like the right next step. Mm-hmm. And I think that's basically all you can do. So I, I wanted to do it because I thought I could really, I was very young still, I was like 22, 21 or 22, and I felt like I could learn something from these people because yeah. they were all speakers, some of them were authors, they were very established in their fields, uh, and I wanted to have an amazing experience. And those interviews, I think it's 13, 13 interviews, they were amazing experiences because I got to learn about their stories, see where they started from, um, see where they ended up. So I think that's probably primarily what moved me. But, of course, I wanted to be an author. I wanted to publish my first book. So it was kind of like my start in that space. Because I remember Dale Beaumont, he did a book very similar where it was all the inspired and he was still, no one knew who he was. It was just a great way to help position him in the marketplace and suddenly get his name out there. That's what just why I asked. How Absolutely. did you go about getting those people? Because um, for my first um, podcast show, um, actually it was we actually did, it was a YouTube show that we moved to podcast. Podcasts weren't even around back then. Um, it was called Living Legends, Living Legends mm-hmm. series. And I just went for the big ones. I just went for Janine Ellis. I went for um, Naomi right. Simpson, Michelle awesome. Bridges. Like I was just like, yeah, let's just like I didn't know any different. Like I was like, yeah, let's just get them on, right? <laughs> what were you doing? What did you do? Because sometimes it's the naivety, right, yeah. that you just go, yeah, I'll just ask them and then they're all just saying yes. See what happens. Yeah, like, <laughs> Where now it might be a little bit harder. But, you know, we've got some great names on this show coming up, like yeah, Olympic right. athletes, radio hosts, like we've got some amazing women. And I still just go back to I see the list and I who um, JM who does the podcast stuff um, he organises it and then I look at the person and I research and and sometimes I see the name and I think oh there's no way we're going to even get them on and I'll go to send them invitation because I go back to my old days the living legends just do it so what was it that you did like how did you get those you know some of these great speakers great yeah. educators out there in that first book. So I actually didn't have to source them because the publisher wanted he he already had the people in mind. So I had it easy. You <laughs> like, did. I had it that. You had just, it in the pocket. You said these are the people. I went great, and I knew some of them, and I, some of them I had no idea who they were. But I, but they were an amazing collection of individuals that were business coaches, or they were um, campaigning for the environment, or mm-hmm. they all had some kind of mission that they were on, and they were so different to each other, like Don Tolman, right? The whole yes. food guru. Know, he was a great right? interview. I mean, he's hilarious. I love Don. So I was very blessed. I mean, I think you know I enjoyed all of the interviews. Uh, one of my favorite was with Nahi. Uh, and now he's a, a Maori man and he has the Tomoko, the tattoo across oh, the face. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So I got to interview him in New Zealand, in Rotorua, of all places. Oh, I've been there. And yep. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and it was an amazing experience of connecting with this ancient wisdom that was, I just remember the interview was very profound, had a profound impact on me. And so I loved it. I mean, I, it probably took about six or so months to get all the interviews done. And then we edited them up and put it into a book. And, and I was in Canada at the time when it released. And then went to New Zealand and did the launch and it was great. It was was a really good project for my first book. Yeah, fantastic. Because I've just, I've known your name. Like we talked pre-chat the show and I was like, I knew, like I knew your name. And then when I saw 
you know, what you're doing now, it's like I felt like there was something that you would do with writing or journalism and what it was, which you've just said before, was you used to teach people to write books. And I think that's where I sort of must have somehow right. came about and saw you. Mm-hmm. So let's just say we've got some women listening that maybe are lost. Maybe they need to reef point that compass to their true north. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that you've got four keys that you actually like to go through to help people sort of yeah. get that compass back on track. Could you actually share what they are? Yeah, absolutely. So there's like a new development in my clarity. So I love sharing these. So the first thing is like, and we, I talked about this a little bit earlier, is that I think purpose, or you might call it like soul purpose, mm-hmm. for me has always been like the foundation and the key to everything. So once you have a connection with like what your sole purpose is and you know like who you are and I think when you connect with your purpose, you get a sense of your value and you realize that you matter in the world. So I think the sole purpose is that first one and it's the foundation that you build everything else around. And can Um, I just ask for that, do you have an activity that someone can do to find what that is out? Because like... I can imagine someone just going like, I don't know my soul's purpose. That's why I feel so lost. So is there yeah. something that you have in your book, Born Great? Is there anything that you do in an activity that helps them just to go? Help. Yeah, definitely. So I mean, Born Great, I, I feel like, is inspiration and encouragement. It's like 250 pages of just pure love. So I do write about like st- where do you start in like finding your process, like finding your purpose, like where do you start? And I actually do have an exercise, but it's actually not in Born Great. Um, it's actually getting released. So soon it will be available on my website. Yeah, for it's free in the next book. <laughs> yeah, mate. Like, you know, sort of just, it'll go on the website because it's like a one hour, one and a half hour process where you, I ask you certain questions and then mm-hmm. it helps you to work out who you are and what you want to do um, and the difference that you want to make. So I do have a process for it, but I usually find like around purpose is that it usually stems from something you love to do. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes in order to get clear on what that is, we have to realize what it's not. So sometimes like we perceive in contrast. So if someone said, you know, hey, Em, like your destiny is to be an athlete. Yeah, no. Like that's just not, I just go, no, that doesn't resonate <laughs> with me yeah. like at all. Hey, you're going to be a bricklayer. Yeah, don't think so. Yeah. Like, or someone says to me, things. you're going to be a tech queen. No, I can do no. it. And we talked about this at the start. Like I can do all the stuff, but the anxiety and the like how I feel at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> I know. It's like, or you're going to be an accountant or like your full-time investor. Yeah, no, that's just not me. So, And so I think there's a lot to be said for acknowledging what it's not, you know, because it actually does help you to narrow in on like the area where it is. So whether it's more in the creative space, is it behind the scenes? Do you want to be out front leading and teaching? And then I think when you start to ask those questions and you look at the world around you and you you learn to, but you have to learn to feel on the inside what feels right, not just what looks good. Because someone else might be doing something and you go, oh, they're making great money and that looks awesome on social media. That doesn't mean you're going to love it, right? And they only see the 10% of that iceberg, right, as well. Like you just see that, that top bit. But, you know, when yeah. you, you do love what it is that you do or you find it on that path, even when it's hard, it's like something just keeps pushing you through. Like it's just, yeah. Mm. 100%. You have like a calling to keep going because you love it so much. It's like the channel from the soul. It's like this is my purpose and it comes it comes down through mm. me. And so no matter what challenge I face in my business or whatever, I'm going to yeah. keep going because that calling is still intact. It's like yeah. I said to someone the other week, it's like love can't be broken. So if you love what you do, truly love what you do, mm. nothing will break you. You'll just keep going. And I, I've seen that in myself. I've seen it in other people. Yeah. And I found that to be 100% true. Love so, that. Yeah. So first one is your soul purpose. Soul purpose. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Second. Second one is once you have that and only once you're kind of clear on what that is, yeah. is to work out what kind of life do you want. To around that so what does that actually look like so okay i want to for example i want to be an inspirational writer and i want to inspire humanity to rise up that's what i want to do that's who i am that's what my purpose is i go okay what kind what kind of vision do you have for your life in pursuit of that mm-hmm. so then it would come into things like well i want to live i don't know in a bigger apartment or i want to travel the world I want to stand on stage. And then you would start to then flesh out the kind of relationships you want to have. But you would use the purpose like as a starting point, kind of like a spark, so that you can then expand on that. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then I think the third one, the third key is very 
attached to that is the dream business. So I find like most people, like you can have a dream job. So one of my sisters um, works for a computer gaming company in New Zealand. She has her dream job. She does computer gaming and coding. She's amazing <laughs> at what she does. Wow. Totally my opposite. <laughs> yeah. Every, there's um, something for everyone, I don't right? I TV. It's like so different, but she's so good at it. And she has her dream job and it's what she loves to do. And so, but I find a lot of people now, especially now, it's like the entrepreneur movement, they want to have a business because they want, I find like they want freedom of income and, but they want the freedom to be themselves and to do what they want to do with their time. So I find that. So then defining the dream business is then the third step. And only once you have like your purpose, you know, what kind of life you want, you can see the business clearly, then you go and set your goals for the next 12 months. So only once you have those things in place though. Yeah, I love that. It's quite interesting because with my clients, I used to have a mastermind program and we had two different tiers. So the top Mm. tier was what we call the diamonds and they would have more personal time with me. And one thing I'd always do in their sessions is it was like mine's about life by design because we don't go into business to, you know, lose just time. Just work for a business. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, and most of us do buy ourselves a job for the first couple of years because we're just getting everything set up and the stress levels are so high and mm-hmm. there's all that stuff going on. So for them it was always like having a session of life by design and mm. just getting them to find uh, similar to what you're saying, but it was like, what really brings you joy? Like, what is yes. something that your family cannot give give you? Like, if you've got children, mm-hmm. like this, this activity, this physical physical activity will help you feel that same way. My background used to be personal training and running gyms, so for me, it's always like, what can we do to naturally lift that serotonin? Um, but it's something that you absolutely love to do. And yeah. for me, it was always teaching them how to build that into their business and mm. booking times in their diary because um, one of my brands that I'm doing now, which is your body is your business, right? Nice. So it's like if you have not got time or you don't feel like exercising at 6 a.m. or at 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock, schedule it in your day because you will come back to work happier you know, taking that hour out to exercise or to go for a walk or do your meditation or take Mm. that moment out, schedule it in. So I love that you've got those four steps because it helps us break it down into chunks and it sounds like you're doing a career and also it's that personal side as well. Yeah, when you're starting with the personal side because, I mean, I know what it's like. I mean, I've been in business for like 11, 12 years, so I know what it's like to go, oh, I've got this idea, I'm going to take my business in that direction and then you go and do it and then it doesn't fulfill you and then you have to pull it back to that true, like your purpose is like the true north. It's like this is the direction I want to go in. It's like if things are not aligned to that, if the life is not aligned, if the relationships aren't aligned, if the business isn't aligned, you're going to have this kind of feedback where you're going to feel really unfulfilled, you're not going to know what Mm -hmm. to do and then you kind of get stuck. So then it's like you come to that plateau and you're like, or that, that kind of crossroads and it's always that, opportunity to come back to like who are you like yeah. what do you want to do what inspires you why did you start you know I and for me I have times where I'm like god I'm seeing like you know so many clients so I'm doing so much but I'm not writing it's like that's a problem so then I have to reevaluate my schedule and bring that back in because yeah. that's why I started you know uh-huh. and if I forget that it's like I'm losing the source of why I do everything yeah is there anything that you do therapeutic for yourself like for me and this is how we met was through we i've known you sort of along the tracks but how we actually got yeah. in contact with each other for this interview was through um craig yes and i said to him on the show he was saying if someone was lost what would you get them to do and i said i've actually got mm. two things and it was all from my nlp days as well and i shared a story on that show which was i think i was uh 20 i think i was 26 26, 27, and at this stage I was doing public speaking, but it was mm. corporates. I wasn't doing big, big corporates. I was just starting to yeah. get to the corporates, um, but I was doing a lot of training for corporates as well. And I was actually really lost because I wanted to start my first business and I started this online business and it wasn't going well and I mm. think I was, I don't know how many thousands of dollars in debt because I just wasn't earning any money and I was putting more, <laughs> whatever I had. It was right. my savings yep. into this business. Mm-hmm. And I we did this activity and it was to write um, 
it was like it was called your legacy actually so i do this now today in my events like one of the last days and they write their legacy and it's like the the start the middle and the end it's not like the end like eh, you're dead and you die it's like <laughs> yeah. it's like what is the beautiful um uh aroma of memories that you're leaving for people and so I just Mm. sat there and I wrote about me being on stage um helping women in personal development and business and here I am got a fledging business right and I wrote this whole story and you have to write it through someone younger than you right Mm, always someone younger um because you want to be able to live a long healthy life so it's always someone younger so I wrote it through the my eyes of my niece and I tell you, what, I was in tears by the end of this writing because at this stage I felt like I had made the wrong decision in, you know, am I going to be a trainer? Do I want to do public speaking? Um, maybe I should be a businesswoman. Like it was just like all over the place. And years later, and I'm telling you, years later, I think I was, it probably would be maybe 10 years later, 36, 37 years old, we're moving house. And I find this, all my old workbooks of all the training that I've done. Don't you love those moments? And I thought, oh, I think this is the one that I wrote, that legacy that I learned that I'm teaching Mm. now. And I opened it up and I was like, holy shit. I honestly did not, when Mm. I wrote it, I remember looking at that and I actually cry when I'm telling Craig on the show. I got so choked up because I said to him, I looked at that the 25 or 26-year-old, however old it was, and I went, how can I ever, ever be that? Like I just, mm. I just, I wrote it. It was like a dream. Mm-hmm. And then and then, then I realised here I am running events for women, personal development. So is there anything that you do, like do you do writing because it's therapeutic for your soul? Like is there anything that you yeah. do sort of just... <laughs> you said meditation so there's a there's a meditation pillow at your home I know that <laughs> I don't sit on it very often admittedly <laughs> so I just like I should put it on my chair because I when I write it's like a meditation for me so I should yeah. really do that um but I do like I think for me like probably my most constant spiritual practice over the last I don't know 15 years of my life has been journaling so that probably doesn't come as a surprise, but it's writing, but not structured end goal writing. Like if I was doing an article and I was going to post it, that's a very different thought process to my own journal. And is so it gratitude I mean, or is it like clearing out negative thoughts? Like how do you use your journal? Yeah, it's a great question. So I, I mean, I actually, I used to journal, I used to feel like handwritten journals all the time. Um, and I have a whole box of them, actually. There's so many. I, just, I used to fill a journal every eight weeks or so. But now, <laughs> you and I are too much alike. I Insane. Like I've got so many of them, and I, can't, yeah. I don't want to chuck them out because that's my growth there. I yeah. love that. So, But now, I, the last year and a bit, I've been using a digital journal because I type oh, way faster yeah. than I handwrite. And I, I journal about 10,000 words a month, like a lot. Yeah, like. Yeah. But that's not hard for me. Like that's basically 10 sessions of a thousand words, a couple pages. It's not actually that much. But I journal like there's a couple of core things that I do all the time. One is I write my blessings. So at the start of a new entry, blessings is at the top. And even if I get two or three things in there, sometimes I get a whole page of stuff. Even if I get a couple of things in there, it's that, that, you know, keeping me connected to that gratitude. Uh, Mm -hmm. So important. Um, But then there's other things like if I've had a profound conversation with someone, I like to document my key learnings from that or I like to, you know, ask questions and sometimes I write down prayers. Oh, yes, yeah. Uh, sometimes I just go, what do you need today, Em? Yeah. And I was, sometimes it's a conversation with myself and I just meditate on stuff and I just let it out. Have you um, read uh, Conversations with God? I, I know of the book. I haven't read the whole thing. Yeah. Because that's, yeah, that was one thing. The one thing when Craig said in his interview, what was a book? And he caught me off guard. And I said, well, I actually never read a book until I was 21. That was the first book I actually read from front cover to back cover. And I said to him, and I remember I got told this book and I was like, oh, but I'm not religious. And Mm -hmm. I said, and then the lady said, it's not that. I was doing actually a um, reflexology session. And she said, I've actually just been given this message to, to read it. And I was like, okay, and then I loved the book and that's how I got into writing, like just journaling all the time. And this when being stuck, just to write that question and the question comes back to you, it's just, 
It's yeah. such a beautiful therapeutic like thing. Sending is like sending someone who just send it out to the universe. And my prayers aren't like, dear universe, can you fix this for me? <laughs> my prayers are like, can you please show me what to do to fix this? Mm. So it's very different. Like, and yeah. so much gratitude, uh, so much just just humility and taking some time, which is one of the things I needed to learn to do more of, taking some time to acknowledge where I am and how far I've come. Mm. Um, that's been a big one, especially the busier you get. Sometimes you just go, yeah, next, and you take it for granted, and that's yeah. not healthy. That's not a good mm. thing to do. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it slows me down, and I, I've actually been yearning to do more of it lately, just to, to really take like an hour and journal. Yeah. That's a juicy session. And one of the reasons I love it is not just because it helps me to integrate my thoughts and organize my feelings, but because every time I do a, deep, a really good journaling session, at the end of it, I'm so clear about what to do. Yes. Yeah. It's like, it's amazing. yeah, I like finish my day <laughs> with a journal. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, sometimes like if it's like a late Saturday night and I've had a couple of wines, like, well, uh, I, get the- <laughs> I can't even see what I can write, but I always write the gratitude. Um, yeah. Well, I normally take that hour out. So I'll go into my room and, you know, have yeah. some watching TV. And it's just for me just to do that land. But you feel it's like a clearing, isn't it? Yeah. Better out than in, I say. <laughs> It is, and you know what? And to flip back over it, sometimes I find things earlier in the document. I'm like, wow, like that that happened like two weeks ago. Yeah. How much have I grown in the last two weeks? Or this is what's yeah. happening. But you know, it's just it's such a beautiful practice. It's it's probably the one that is most authentic for me because I mean, I go and spend time in nature with my man, and you know, I go and do other things, and I like to shop and other things that seriously they recharge me, they fill my cup. But this is another level of that. It's another depth. How did you get into the speaking? What what sort of got you onto that hmm. side of the fence? I've never been asked that question. You can imagine. Did it just happen? Actually, was it organic, was it? Yeah, it was. I think it really was. So I'm I'm still more comfortable on the page than on the stage, but I like being There's on the a stage. rhyme there. Do you know I like to rhyme? Uh, I know. It's like, <laughs> I know. Believe me, I, I know that one. Like, you're a poet and you didn't even know it. Um, so... Yeah, that was pretty natural for me, though, to want to then talk about it. And so I had, it's interesting because I was on stage quite a lot of times um, through John's breakthrough experiences um, and John's work. So I'd spoken a little bit. I'd helped to train some of the facilitators. um, And then my publisher, who I did my first book with, we then did a speaking tour. And that kind of got me that, you get through that kind of rustiness, that rusty stage where you're kind of like trying to, you kind of find your flow with it. So I, I did a bit of speaking through that and I think it just happened organically mm-hmm. um, and then I had people obviously I was saying something that they liked and they're like come and speak um, yeah. so I would spoke at like networking events um, and then it sort of organically grew from there mm-hmm. so I think and I'm and I love it I love I love serving people and my my greatest joy is when I've said something or taught something that genuinely changes someone's life that's yeah. why I do that yeah I love right. that. that that's like the magic for me mm-hmm. Yeah. You can probably relate. Of course, yeah, you can relate. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's um, I, I, I have quite big energy where I can really just hold a, a, a big room. Like, I think yes. because it came from teaching aerobics classes at a very young age, <laughs> it was all about the energy, right? Mm. But then I don't have a fear of the stage. For me, it's like, get, like the bigger the stage, it's like I can feel that energy. Yeah. And I just love to be able to lift it and take them on that journey and just being able to just see the difference and have people thank you afterwards and hear the transformations. It's like incredible. Yeah. I it's, love it. It's like, such I, an I love that. Feeling. I mean, I've got, I kind of, I think as I worked on a lot of self love in my 20s, I got more comfortable being yeah. on stage. It was like, and now I, I love it too. Like, I, I'll have maybe a little bit of nerve beforehand, but once I'm, as soon as my mouth opens, I'm good, I'm goal, I'm home. Yeah. Like, it's comfortable now. Yeah. But I love that, is, you know, when people, I, I had someone after, one of my book launches, and someone come up to me after, she's like, I was holding my cry in. I was like, oh, I'm because I told my story about, you know, feeling really down and out. She was holding her cry in. Wow. I love it. She's like, I was holding yeah. it in. Um, but, I've, you know, I've had that. I had a woman, like, just crying in the audience one time. I was like, oh, boy. Like, oh, did I open Pandora's box? Like, what happened? But that's people's lives being shifted, you know. Yeah. It's like just it's so powerful. I love it. Such a, yeah. such a privilege to, to be on the stage in that way. Mm. So you've been in business for how many years now? Uh, since I was 19, so about 13 years. Yeah, okay. If you were to give advice to... Two different types of women we have on the show. So we've got yep. some of them that are, you know, they're just out of the gates. They're looking for inspiration. They're mm. going through the hard 
side of things. We understand the startup stage is the most, you know, challenging. <laughs> you start to you grow thicker skin. Like it's always challenging no matter what, but, you know, you're trying to you're just learn in your way through. And then we've got women that are like, you know, they've been, they're, they're seasoned, they're, you know, they've been in business, mm. they could be scaling, they could be just growing it, maybe going a different way. Just feel yeah. for me like just with your own experience of entrepreneurship, um, and it could be a heart message. It could be a business message. Sure. What comes to you for a piece of advice for the startup, the woman in the startup yeah. stage? For, for the startup stage, you have to design your business around your true self, not the other way around. Mm. So that was one of my biggest lessons is that uh, you can do so many different things. Like if you're designing programs or working out, for example, if you're a coach consultant and you're working out how you want to do your programs, you really need to design a business that suits you. And like you talked about earlier, kind of like that lifestyle, but also your calling, like a yeah. business that flows around who you are. So if you, for example, a quick example of that is if you love one-on-one, like I coached a client in business recently and I, I asked her, she said she wanted to do coaching. And I was finding out where the focal point of her business was going to be. Mm-hmm. So is she going to want to run, run more group programs or is she more like one-on-one coaching? And she has that, I call it like the gift of encouragement where you could tell her anything and, and she's a deep healing space, got goosebumps. Just sitting in her presence would be a healing, right? Mm-hmm. So and uh, when I asked her, like, how much one-on-one do you want to do? She, without even hesitating, said, I'll do it all day, every day. And I was like, whoa, wow. whoa. So much love for one-on-one. She loves to do this. I am not like that. That's not my calling. I love my one-on-ones in moderation. So I have like a couple of days a week where I love to coach. And then the other days of the week, I want to write. I want to do other things. So you have to know yourself to work out, I think, where your flow is. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you're going to – it's going to be like an an exercise in fertility trying to make yourself be someone that you're not. Mm-hmm. So just for the sake of the business, because there are, I think you have to believe that there are so many different ways to make money, to earn doing yeah. what you love. And we are so blessed because mm-hmm. that was not even possible 20 years ago, 1990, whatever, you're way, way back, so 2000, yeah. like 30 years, whatever. This wasn't even possible to do business the way we do business today. Yeah. And so the possibilities are endless, but that also brings the challenge of making sure that we don't just run off in some direction without I also think that's really key as yeah. well because yeah. you're saying, like, what is it about you? Because we're all different and, you know, if if it's somebody that's new out there, they could be just looking what everyone else is doing so everything's on the mm-hmm. outside instead of being on the inside yeah. really feeling like, what lights them up personally? Yes. Uh, female entrepreneur, you know, she's seasoned. She's been in business for a while. She knows what she's doing. Um, yeah. Something that you'd love to give in part for her to help her get to that next level of greatness. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because the, there's two things that come through. One of them is really intuitive. And there's obviously some women that need to hear this particular message. Own your value. Because and, and hand in hand with that is like remind yourself where you want to be. So you're, you've built maybe a certain track record or you're at a certain place. Now's the time and you earn the right, in a sense, earn the right even more to say this is now where I want to be because now I have track record and experience behind me. Now it's like a refocusing on that purpose and that calling, thinking about that end goal, you know, remembering why you started, but owning your value feels like oh, the, yeah. the message I want to share is like own the value of how much experience you have, yeah. the people's lives you've made a difference, and don't be shy about that. Like, mm. don't be shy to acknowledge and see that not out of arrogance, but with humility of how freaking amazing you are. Yeah. And to go to that next level, whether that's you need to shift in belief to believe that you can double your revenue or it's about taking on your clients or standing on bigger stages, like own your value, baby. Like yeah. just own yeah. it. Because and, guys and don't serve the world with that yeah. heart. Because guys quite easily would can talk themselves up even when they don't have I know. have the skill. Where us women so it's like that us. real tall poppy syndrome. So I, mm-hmm. I really love that. You said there was two pieces. Was there anything else that came to you? They were the two pieces. Yeah, okay, one was yeah. like the owning the value. And the oh, other one was okay. remember, really remembering step one is yeah. that your business is there as a vehicle for your soul's purpose, mm. not not for you to just create a job for yourself that you dislike, yeah. right? Yeah. It's, a, it's a vehicle. So if you have to strip your business right back, I just did that recently, strip it right back, reassess everything, put them – I don't know if I can swear here. Is that okay? <laughs> Let's do it. Take some things off the bucket. Yeah, right. (laughs) Take some things off the bucket list and put them in the bucket list and just move some (laughs) things out that you're never going to do. Because we all have these projects, and I know that we're kind of creatives. Like, I've got these ideas. I could run that program. I could do this. And I'm like, at this point, 
my heart is going, hey, but there's things that I can do, but then there's things I want to do. And it's like, remember the things that your heart is really in and, and just put the rest in the bucket list. Just yeah, let them go. Yeah, yeah. And it's okay. Just let them go and focus on like where you want to be in five, ten years from now. Mm. And I just did that. I went just cross, literally went on your business plan, just cross them out. Just yeah. and, and refocus that entire thing. So your business is like a Ferrari, not an old mm. beat up combi yeah. or something. You know? Sometimes we create a business idea that served us or who we were back before, but it doesn't serve who we are now. Absolutely. So it's a matter of like going, okay, like there was one thing with me with the event that I want to do. Um, there was so much stuff that was going on that it just started to die inside. And mm-hmm. then I just went, you know, would I regret not doing this event? Mm. Would I regret if, somebody else did something similar because there's nothing out there in the marketplace and that's why I want yes. to do it because I feel like it's what business women need. And both those feelings when I asked it, I actually did I did the writing, it was like, oh, like it was like I could just feel it in my chest and I was like, mm. it's still really important. I just haven't yes. had the time because my husband and I went back to start up with one of our products mm. and it was like because my focus went off, I didn't have the feeling. So I just sat there for a while and went, is this still who I am? Because I don't mm-hmm. have to do it. I can have it in what you said, the bucket list. <laughs> it's on the bucket list. But I was like, I would feel really uncomfortable by not doing this event. Like yes. this event and it needs to be done. Mm. Yeah, it's like we, we just have to know what that core is. Yeah. So, I mean, one of the evolutions for me was that I, I do love to run live programs, but recently my live programs went through an evolution, but I was kind of like holding on to the previous version. Was that because of COVID or was that was it beforehand? No. Oh, okay. No, no, this was like, this after that. No, I was fine. I was already online. Like my yeah. business just kept going as normal and then grew. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So I, at first I was like, is everything going to crumble? Is, is this ever, is it a house of cards? I was like, no, it's not. So I'd actually already had some strong foundations in before, but, and I was blessed for that. But, um, but no, it was like just coming into new financial year even and going, all right, you know, reevaluate and going, okay, programs or my live program component of my business is going through an upgrade. Um, and, but I had to just actually the other day, just had to let go of the previous version and don't be afraid of that. Just go, this is something about this is not quite right. So kind of like that moment when I was 19, talk about going full circle when I just let everything go just energetically for a moment, just let it go. It's okay. And then in that moment with the clarity, you go, what pieces of this do I want to pick up again? Like, okay, well, this the writing has to be there. And then I realized there's actually a new program that's an evolution that I got so excited about, but I couldn't see that before because I was holding on too tight to what I thought it should be. Yeah. So it's that whole, like, you know, lesson, you know. Yeah. And so I think that's the big thing is own the value and come back to, like, who you are and what you want to do and listen to that heart. It's there for a reason. Mm, yeah. Mm. I love to finish the show with this question. Okay, go ahead. The one thing that, like, makes you the happiest version of you, and I want you to, like, something that you really do your best to do it, you know, either daily or weekly, like something that just lifts your vibration so high that you are, like, the happiest version of Emily that you know. You're going to laugh at this because it's not something that's very easy to do at the moment. Traveling. Oh. I was like, oh, yeah. my God. So you're, like, you're totally nuts right now. <laughs> Oh my God. So it's like building up this, you know, trap, this, you know, happy kind of healthy travel fund in my business. And I was like, cash and then this. And I was like, I can't go anywhere. I can't spend it. Oh no. So it was funny. But I, you know, in like, I'm so inspired, like 30,000 feet up, or like, I love going to London. And I know it's yeah. not really something you can do every day. Well, you can, not during yeah. COVID. And I, you know, I can do that. But it's just, I love it so much. Like that, that for me has I always think, been such a source of inspiration. I yeah. love to travel. I love to be up in, up in the clouds. I love being in a new city. I just love that so much. It brings me so much joy. We, we had, um, it was one of my uh, past clients actually. She actually said travel as well. And oh, really? I just, I've just worked it out now because I feel like travel, you're so in the present yes, because it's so new. You're just seeing things for the first time where, for me, it's with dance, it's very yes. similar. I have to be present. When I'm learning a dance routine, I'm not thinking about, you know, are the funnels done up or, you know, I didn't do that social media post. Like I am in that moment of being present. There's yeah, no distraction. 
Um, and there's so much magic. Like, I mean, being the writer at heart is like I, I get so much inspiration when I'm actually ironically nowhere near my laptop. This is like, and I can do that. Yeah. I can, you know, travel on a local level, of course, and I get access to that state. But when I am going like overseas, or I'm going to visit London or whatever, it just heightened. It's just yeah. such an intensified experience. I mean, I went to London in 2018, end of 2018. I was trying to work out what year it was <laughs> just for a month, just because I wanted to write on my book. And, and so because of the time zone, my work with my business was done by nine o'clock in the morning. And I had the entire day to wow. just explore London, yeah. get inspired, Talk about heaven. Like that was like my heaven for sure. Mm, yeah. Um, you were saying about that's where you get your ideas from and yeah. it's so true. Like for me, it's every day we start with like a 20-minute walk and it's just, you know, getting my husband now to do it because he's always been employed where he's gone into now, the the business side of running the, yeah. the business for him. And it's just teaching him like this is the creative time. We, we don't get our ideas normally at our desk because – there's no space. We're, we're, we're boom, 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 trying to get an exam. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Well, Emily, it's so great to finally connect with you. Uh, what's the best way for people to be able to get a hold of you to learn more? Yep. I know you've got the book as well, um, Born Great. So that's I'll put all the links below, guys, just when you're sure. listening. Um, if you're on iTunes, just scroll below and that just takes you straight through to the article. We've got all the links. Otherwise, there's the new book that's Born Great. So that's borngreatbook.com. Yep. Yeah. That's if you want to go straight to the book. Yeah. Yeah. And then how do they find out more about you? So I think uh, probably my website, so emilygower.com. As long as you get the G-O-W-O-R, you'll find me. Mm -hmm. Uh, In fact, if you get the O-R right, you can find me on all social media. I'm like the only one that has that. So that's perfect for me. Um, So, and then obviously follow me on Facebook. Send me a friend request. Um, You know, I have the fan page. I have an Instagram handle as Emily Gower. So just, you know, follow me across all social media. I put out inspirational writings and provoking thoughts and little one-liners. And I put out content and videos as well. So you can definitely follow me if you just want a lot of inspiration around, like, following your purpose, fulfilling your dream, Mm. and being reminded that, in all seriousness, you really are born with greatness inside you. If you want that in your life every day, come join me in my little world, my huge world, I should say. (laughs) Love it. Thanks so much. You're welcome. You're listening to The Herpreneur Show. I hope you received the inspirational idea, thought, or message that you're meant to hear today. If you love the show, it means a bunch to me sending me a message on Facebook or on iTunes to rate and review the show and subscribe so you're the first to know when the next show's released. Until then, make sure you do something that fills up your level of happiness, something that lifts your vibration so high that you're the happiest person that you know. I'm out. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.